Hi, welcome to Antone Knows. I'm your host, Antone, that host with the most. And this is episode 23 of Antone Knows. So welcome back to the TARDIS and the adventures of Tom Baker, 1974 to 1981. Today we're going to talk about Leela. Who is Leela? Leela is a member of the Seven Team. We'll talk about her debut episode and we'll talk about wh- how she leaves and her canine computer friend, K9. And his third version a little bit, too. So, here we go. The Face of Evil. The Face of Evil is a great episode. Okay, think about sci-fi science fiction stories like Flash Gordon meets Cavemen. Yes. The Doctor arrives on a mysterious planet where he finds a group of savage warriors who are called the Seven Team, Survey Team, and the Tesh, a group of people who stayed with a ship. The Doctor was trying to help them by re-energizing their computer after its computer beta failed, and unfortunately copied the Doctor's mind and had a multiple personality problem. Go, destroy and be free! Lots and lots of that going on. It's really, really great. Uh, Zoanan is its name, and it's really machine creatures. It's very psychedelic and very weird and really worth uh, watching. And Louise Jameson as Leela is terrific. She's this savage one. She decides at first that they want her to be leader, but the doctor, uh, she's, she says, no, I don't want to be leader. So she goes off to be with the doctor. Second episode is Robots of Death. Think Agatha Christie in outer space, of course, aboard a mining ship. It seems that robots that are not supposed to harm humans are. And there's a killer aboard this ship. The doctor uses Leo's hunting skills to find out and smoke out a killer. Now, this episode, the next one, the towns of Wing Cheyenne right now is very controversial. But I say forget all that. A good story is a good story. Want to see Doctor Who play Sherlock Holmes? Want to see him dress like him? He does. So we've got a whole bunch of of villains. The Scorpion Gang, or Tong, are at work in London. They're one of the most deadliest street gangs in the world. They are working for a magician who is uh, called uh, Lee Sin Sang. And his assistant is an evil robot named, with the core of a pig that delights in carnage, Mr. Sin. I have both their action figures. As my friend Bill would say, of course you do. Now, their uh, real, of who they serve, is a fellow named Silas Greel, who calls himself... Uh, Wing Cheyenne, a Chinese god, but he's not really that at all. He had a time machine that was a part of the Zygma experiments, which takes place far in the future somewhere. The doctor even says he's a folk in the future. So there's these two fellas who are, one's a doctor, who is a pathologist for the police department, and the other is uh, a theater owner. And both of them team up with the Doctor and Leela to go and defeat uh, Lee Sin Chang and his uh, master. 
So think Phantom of the Opera, Sherlock Holmes, uh, and science fiction adventure, time travel, ray guns, and a murderous robot with the heart of a pig. Beware the eyes of the dragon, Doctor. It's really, really great. And, of course, Jack the Ripper, too. Yeah. So you've got all kinds of stuff. It's a big, long episode, but it's worth watching, especially if you love stuff that takes Tony Storm in the Victorian era. And giant rats, by the way, too. The Harfang Rock. Now, I got a buddy of mine. He loved this episode. Every time he'd come over, that's what he would want to watch. And this episode... Uh, I love the way the doctor introduces that there's a, a Rutan at work. A ship crashes near a lighthouse, and the lighthouse has no light. It seems that all the energy around has been drained, and a group of people become stranded inside this lighthouse with this murderous Rutan at work. The doctor says to them, Gentlemen, that we are under attack by an alien force, and by morning we may all be dead. And he does that with a smile on his face because he's Tom Baker. It's a great episode. Uh, a lot of people die in this episode, too. But it's a based under siege or inside a haunted house uh, kind of story. Then the Invisible Enemy. The Invisible Enemy is like Fantastic Voyage. Uh, one of the actors who has appeared on Doctor Who many times, he also played Admiral Ozzel and uh, Adolf Hitler in Indiana Jones in The Last Crusade. Uh, he is also in uh, Pyramids of Mars, and he's in this one, too. This uh, alien nucleus makes contact with humans and uh, make, infects them and turns them into, like, his hosts. And so infects the doctor, and he uh, has to... Uh, so they rushed him to an emergency hospital, and this space hospital basically uh, starts to get infected too. So the doc he asked him to um, uh, clone him, so like Fantastic Voice. So he clones the Doctor and Leela. We're also introduced to another beloved Doctor Who character, K-9. This is the Mark I version. He works for the professor that's there. So eventually... He can't take K-9 with him after this nucleus is defeated. So the uh, doctor takes him along with him. Oh, can we keep him, doctor? And uh, it's a great line. It's this great idea of mine, blowing them up. Really, really great. Ah, image of the Fendel. Now, let me use one of the quotations here because I love this quotation. Isn't that what the doctor said to me? We've been used. Mankind has been used. A mysterious skull has been found in a quarry and it has some kind of connection to an ancient race called the Fendel. The Fendel's planet was destroyed by the Time Lords and somehow is involved in man's evolution. A bad guy wants to use this as a cult so that he can. He thought was going to bring him toward a path towards power, but it was just going to bring a path towards destruction. A poor girl gets infected, and the only way to can stop a fendo, and if a fendo looks at you, you can't move. So the only way to stop it is rock salt. So 
the doctor and Leela and these two others, old lady, you and this man use it to put it in shotgun shells and uh, kill the Fendaline, these giant worm-like creatures. It's a really scary and spooky episode uh, as well. And unfortunately, they were getting away from that because Doctor Who is too violent. Doctor Who is too scary. So Richard Hancliffe was eventually told to uh, move on to another department, and someone else eventually took over that department and that eventually was John Nathan Turner, but not, not, not just yet. Then the Sunmakers. Uh, the actor who played uh, Villa in uh, Michael K-E-A-T-I-N-G, I can't really say his name, King, is uh, from Blake 7. He played a character named Villa on that show. All right? The Doctor teams up with a group of rebels because on Pluto they make uh, suns and uh, the taxes and everything are just way too high. They also use this gas to control people. There's this fellow called the Collector. And he looks human, but in reality he's just a uh, seaweed with eyes. You wouldn't obey something that's a uh, seaweed with eyes, would you? It's really uh, clever and a very uh, telling episode. And here's the reason why this episode was written. Robert Holmes thought that his taxes were too high, so he wrote this episode. No joke. Then the underworld. Now, TV at this time was changing, unfortunately, with uh, Doctor Who, with in British television, and beforehand... Uh, there were these uh, little portable TVs. Before, I had everybody gathered around the television and watched TV, and Dad or Mom held the remote, and that's what you watched that week. Saturday tea time at that time was a big deal. But even sci-fi was changing. You can't talk about science fiction without talking this giant thing called Star Wars. Star Wars hit the U.K., and eventually, in America, 1977, I think about a year later, it came to the U.K. And every, all the kids in the world, even in the U.K., kind of even forgot about their great hero, Doctor Who. They were more interested in the Millennium Falcon than Star Wars. So American Productions, like, can we do Star Wars on a budget? Can we do Star Wars with, um, uh, you know, with effects, but... Uh, for something for uh, TV. So that's where they came up with Battlestar Galactica. And if you've heard my other podcast, you should go listen to my other podcast about Buck Rogers in the 25th century. That That's where all that came from. So robots, all this other stuff. And unfortunately, Doctor Who, though, it had you know very limited budget. And it, just ma- it made up for what Doctor Who could do with uh, good storytelling and good characters. But, unfortunately, it was looked on as sort of like becoming old-fashioned. But cable wasn't around then, and there was no other option, so people watched what they got from America on ITV, or they watched BBC One or BBC Two in the UK. So this episode, Underworld, is kind of like looked on like that. They basically took the story of Jason and the Argonauts 
And these are these guys called the Millions and Mindas, and they had Time Lord technology. You see, at first, the Time Lords let to help people because they figured they could help out their progress, but then it led to a lot of other problems, so that's why the Time Lords decided they didn't want anything to do with this anymore. So they're looking for the race bank, which are these things made of uh, gold. Inside a planet that had formed around another spaceship uh, has formed an entire world. There was these guys who were these guards who uh, followed the Oracle. The Oracle is this giant computer that uh, believes it is guarding the race bank. But the doctor eventually helps them uh, defeat them. And... Uh, Pretty, uh, pretty cool. K9 is in it, but it's criticized because the effects are, they use a lot of chroma key or blue screen a lot in this episode. But again, I say sci-fi is good when it has good effects, yes. But good effects does not mean good story. Good story means good story. If you don't care about the characters because the story is terrible, there you go. But if you care about the story, you care about the characters, and special effects are just window dressing. Sorry, that's the way I feel. Now, let's get to a sad part. K-9 Mark I and Leela eventually leave. And they leave in this episode. Now, Louise Jamison was told, you're going to leave after this episode, right? And she was like, I am? She didn't really expect to leave. She didn't want to. She wanted to keep going. She thought, shouldn't I go? Shouldn't I keep going? Wouldn't that have been interesting for her to hang out with Peter Davidson? What would she have been like? Would she change? Would she still be the savage, tough girl? My dad loved her a lot because for some reason he always liked tough girls for some reason. And one of, and one of the reasons I liked these is, he says, like, we ain't scared enough of it, and she wasn't. Every time they would put in a script, Leela screams, she would cross it out. So in this episode, Invasion of Time, there's a group of aliens who are just shimmering shapes. So my suggestion to you, when you watch the DVD of this, watch the enhanced effects because they are so terrible. So we go back to Gallifrey again. The doctors claim the presidency, and it seems like he's working for these aliens, and he's going to give them mastery of time. But in reality, he's trying to get them to reveal themselves. And when they finally do, they're just pawns for the Centaurans. I remember this that memorable scene where the, the Centaurian general, what a great name for a general, Storm, he says, the Centaurans have conquered Gallifrey. That's a great reveal and a great cliffhanger. In the end, they're defeated. We go inside the TARDIS. There's all these complaints. Wah, wah, wah. The TARDIS looks like an old hospital. Well, it was an old hospital, and that's what they had in those days. But I think I was pretty cool if you're at, And the Centaurans chasing after them with the help of a Time Lord. It's pretty cool. And a giant DMAT gun. When you buy the action figure for this Centauran, you get the DMAT gun, by, by the way, with it. It's pretty cool. And it looks exactly the way it does on screen. And uh, the doctor comes in there holding this gun, and he says, he goes, where's Storm? That's what he says. And it's great. 
in the end, Leela and K-9 say their goodbyes to the doctor. He says, you're staying here. And Leela says, yes. And she joins hands with this uh, captain of the guard. And he says, oh. Well, come on, K-9, let's go. And K-9 says, no, master. And she, he says, why? And he says, look after the mistress. Oh. And she goes back inside the TARDIS and he closes the door and, and Leela says, I'll miss you, Doctor. And the doctor sitting by himself says, I'll miss you too, Savage. But we have K-9, Mark II. I skipped over in the uh, one of the double DVDs in Invisible Enemy. You also get Sarah Jane Smith, a dog's uh, best friend, an epi- a Christmas special that they tried to make into a TV show called Canine and Company. It's not as good as Europe, but it's fun to watch. It was more made for kids, but it's a, a welcome uh, addition to the collection. Well, that's it for this Anto Knows. I'll join you next time uh, when a time lady joins the doctor, and the doctor is sent on a quest to recover the key to time. That's next time on Anto Knows. See you then.